the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hello, everyone. This is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication, and today I am speaking with Mayor Jane Darby of the town of Edisto Beach. Mayor Darby, how are you today? Wonderful. Enjoying the tourist season. (laughs) Glad to hear. We are going to be talking in this podcast about the Edisto Beach Water Improvement Project, which won one of the Municipal Association's 2020 Achievement Awards. As I understand it, uh, with this project, the town aimed to reduce the minerals in its water supply through this new water treatment plant. So, Mayor, can you tell us about the needs that led the town to pursue this project? Certainly, Russell. As you have already mentioned, there were uh, minerals that exceeded what was a safe, level for human consumption. So the first Mm -hmm. problem was water quality. And we felt like that not only was it detrimental to your health, but it also was corrosive to everything in your home. And people had to actually go to the one water station and haul any water for human consumption. Mm -hmm. The second was water quantity. If we have a very active tourist season, which we do, our water supply was dwindling in the summer. Sometimes we would exceed the capacity of the water tower two or three times. And if there was a fire at the same time, we had to manually override the SCADA system so that we had enough water pressure to fight a fire and provide for our residents. The final Mm -hmm. thing was the really motivating factor was we had several wells that were gradually declining in quantity of water. And we were going to have to dig three or more deep wells, which would have cost three to four million. We were able to secure funding and a price of $7.2 million in order to correct all problems to the water system. So in that respect, it was kind of a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. So you, you talked about the funding just now, but uh, could you tell us more about uh, the, the planning uh, for this project as it developed? Yes. This had been a long-range goal of many town councils over the years. We had water studies, a stack of them, but yet nothing was ever done because, as in any community, people are resistant to change. So Mm -hmm. what we had to do was to demonstrate that there was a need that was uh, a priority. It had gone to referendum and failed because Of course, people don't like change. They did not want to pay extra. Mm -hmm. When we reached the point that it was critical, the council decided to organize a water sewer committee 
that would be our recommendation function and to pursue the project because at that point we have no other option. So the first thing was selling it to the public and decreasing some of the resistance. The second thing was to make a critical decision by council that regardless of any political fallout, that we had to do what was best for the town. It helped mm-hmm. at that time that uh, interest rates were lower, and we were able to secure a guaranteed maximum price of $7.2 million for the entire project. So it, at that point, we felt like we had no other choice. So as the project got underway and with everything that's happened since, how would you say the project has met the goals you had from, from at the beginning? We were very careful to work toward those goals that we had set for ourselves. So one of the first things was you plan for the future. You do not underbuild. So we added a third skid so that at different times of the year, we were able to supply all the quantity of water that we needed regardless of fire or population. The second thing we added was an additional storage capacity in the form of a clear well underneath the plant, the water plant. This allowed 300,000 extra gallons. So in the summer, we met capacity. In the winter, we were able to operate only one skid. We decreased our well need from six to three deep wells. So in that respect, it was great. We got back our evaluation of the water that was well within all federal and state guidelines, which was a bonus that we thought we would be close, but to actually meet it or go under it was wonderful. We were able then to do a blend of water because, you know, Mm -hmm. pure reverse osmosis water has no taste. It's almost chalky. So what we did was a 15 to 85% blend of the regular water and the reverse osmosis water, which has been the ideal situation. I must confess, I, I, I apparently do not know enough about water treatment. Could you help me understand what the what a skid is in this context? The skid is your actual reverse osmosis uh, function. It's your machine. And what it does is it brings in the water that is contaminated. Let's use the word contaminated. And... Mm-hmm. It runs it through a series of filters and bladders. Bladders are like uh, that you would filter water coming out of your faucet at home when you want Mm -hmm. your water. A skid does that function. You put in the number of skids according to the capacity that you need so that you can run one for a minimal amount of water or you can run two, you can run three, or you can alternate them. Okay. 
moving forward, I would ask, are there are there future plans uh, for water infrastructure now that you are at, now that you're at this point? We have plans for the future. We're looking at maintaining the system, capping the old wells, but we're retaining a well fill just in case there's a disaster. And we have mm-hmm. to have some water coming in. Our biggest plan for the future is right now we only bill for the water every six months because we have to manually use a lot of manpower to read the meters. So that would need an automatic meter reader. That's another big expense. But it mm-hmm. would enhance the program because residents would get a monthly bill, it would improve our cash flow, and it would actually make it easier budgeting for our residents. So those are our big plans for the future. One one final thing about the project, and that would be what would you think that other cities and towns around South Carolina could learn from the work that Edisto Beach did? I think first you identify a need. First you identify a true need. We established a committee for collaboration with the community. Mm-hmm. And if you work toward that need, not a wish list, but a need, and that becomes more acceptable to the community. You have to overcome a lot of community resistance. And so that requires constant communication with the community. Mm-hmm. I think, and the biggest thing I think is for councils to identify their need and have the courage and the political will to answer that need. Okay. One thing I could add uh, for our listeners if if you would like to see some of the photos in, in photos of this project as it was developed and learn more about it, I would invite any of you to check out the awards videos. Those are found on the Municipal Association's website, uh, www.masc.sc. You can you can find any of those at Stowe Beach and all the others uh, searching for the keyword achievement awards. With that. Mayor Darby, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you for allowing the time. It's our pleasure to share an accomplishment, so thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.